Jesus House in Pursuit of God Discovering Purpose Maximizing Potential Impacting Lives This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London God bless you Wonderful God, awesome Father, great and greatly to be praised, a wonder-working God, a God who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty God. Lord, we bless you and we thank you, O God. Thank you for accepting our worship. Thank you for accepting us, Almighty Father. Thank you for bringing us back to a heart of worship. Lord, we're so grateful for your love for us, O God, for your kindness towards us, for your mercy, Almighty God. We give you praise, O God. We bless your holy name. Thank you, everlasting Father. Thank you, King of glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worshipped. Amen, 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 amen. We're going to be reflecting now. This is day six of Pursuit of God. And um, we will be reflecting. I'm just going to share with you um, what God has been sharing with me or speaking to me about during this year's pursuit of God. Um, he's been talking to me about his names. God has many names describing his character and his attributes. In John 17 verse 26 in the New King James Version, he says, I have declared to them your name and will declare it that the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them. And in the Passion Translation, it says, I have revealed to them who you are and I will continue to make you even more real to them so that they may experience the same endless love that you have for me. For your love will now live in them even as I live in them. So God is continually revealing his name to us. And when Jesus said name here, he was referencing more than the sound of a name put together in a word. God came to earth in the flesh and unveiled his heart, his mind, and his will to each and every one of us by the revelation of his name. A name carries purpose. A name carries power. It carries responsibility and authority. And because of the depth of God's character, he has various names that reflect the many ways he relates to us human beings. Jehovah Nissi, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Jireh. Just as my name is Bola, I have, I'm a lover of God, a follower, a mother, a grandmother, a dentist, an intercessor, a widow, a sister to some. God has several names showing us different parts of who he is. We sing songs like Jesus, name above all names. His name is higher than any other name. We lift your name higher. At the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. Your name is a miracle. Your name is a comfort. Your name is a mighty word. Your name is like honey on my lips. When we sing about Jesus our God, his name in particular, we are singing about a name that is indescribable. It's uncontainable because it is a composite of many names. Jesus said to the Samaritan woman in John 4, 22, 20 to 23, You worship what you don't know. 
we worship what we know, for salvation is of the Jews. But God, Jesus made sure that she knew who she was worshiping by the time she left. He made sure that he, she knew that true worship is not about the place where we worship, but about the person that we are worshiping and about our hearts as well. Tonight, I want to make, take one of those names, the one that I was introduced to very early in my Christian walk. And I want to reflect on that just for a few minutes. The one that met me at my point of need, the one that stilled my worry, the one that stilled my fretting, the one that stilled my anxiety, my pain and troubles, those issues that steal our peace, Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. Who is this God? Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. You know, Gideon, the first time we were introduced to that word, the Lord is peace, was in Judges 6. When Gideon saw an angel and he was frightened, he said, Alas, O Lord, for I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. Then the Lord said to him, Peace be with you. Do not fear, you shall not die. So Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it the Lord is peace, Jehovah Shalom. So what is God's peace? The Hebrew word for peace is shalom. But it's more than just there not being any um, war or any conflict. It's about being whole. It's about being complete. It's about being content. It's about being fulfilled, a perfection, absence of an outward war, an inner calm. And this kind of peace comes from living in harmony with God, being in right relationship with God and abiding in his presence. This leads to harmony with others, harmony with ourselves and harmony with others. It leads to us being, you know, having contentment and fulfillment like I described before. When you, Jeho when you worship Jehovah Shalom, you're worshiping the God and the source of all peace. His gift to us, his children, is peace. His gift to us is rest. His gift to us is an abidance in his presence. One of my favorite verses is Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7, which says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. When my late husband was diagnosed with cancer, we prayed, we fasted, groups prayed along with us, but God took him three years later. God released a peace that can only be described as a peace that passeth all understanding. He released a grace. He released a strength. He released a courage and much more. But it all started with peace. Pray about that issue and let it go. This is the faith and the trust that we have in God who knows best and has our best interest at heart. Stop carrying that burden. He will carry it for you. You will have peace but you have to let go of that burden. You still have to pray according to the word of God, find scriptures that deal with what you are believing God for, but you also need to pray that you are not anxious, 
and cast your care all upon him. Those are our responsibilities. He says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. How do we do this? We need the help of the Holy Spirit. But Philippians 4, 8 to 7 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And the things which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, do these things and the God of peace will be with you. Isaiah 26 verse 23 says, You will keep in perfect peace that person whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Don't let anyone or anything miss, mess about with that gift of peace that God has given you. Once you have peace of God, pray, that God, pray for God's peace in your family. Pray for God's peace in your marriage. Pray for God's peace at work, in church. Pray for God's peace in nations. God says that we should pray and seek the peace of Jerusalem. He says to us that his thoughts towards you and I are thoughts of peace and not of evil. You know, in that, um, in the Gospels, when we, God talks about the, um, the storm, and he said, peace be still, in Matthew 8, 23, 27. No time to go there. God addressed the winds and the waves in the storm, saying, peace be still. Because he was the prince of peace, he was able to bring peace into that situation. And he will bring peace into those storms in our lives. The hills and the valleys, the boisterous waves, those things that threaten our peace, our God will bring that peace into him into our, our souls and into our hearts when we abide in his presence. He's the burden bearer. He says, cast your cares on me. He says, bring those pains, bring those burdens, those turmoils, bring them to me and I will give you rest. There are many verses in the Bible that encourage us to live in peace, to pursue peace, to be peacemakers. Peace is part of the armor of God we wear all the time. And the Bible also describes that we should let peace rule in our hearts and let that peace be the umpire that continually in our hearts. So tonight, I want us to worship the Prince of Peace, the burden bearer, Jehovah Shalom, the prayer answering God, the peace giver. Where there is chaos, he brings calm. Where there is struggle, he brings stability. Where there is peace, where there is peace that is threatened in our lives, he brings harmony, even in our homes, in our churches. He brings order, he brings tranquility. So let's lift up our hearts tonight and let's pray to the God of peace. Let's cast all our cares upon him. Let's cast our troubles and burdens. Let's worship the Prince of Peace. His peace comes with strength. It comes with grace and it comes with courage and ability. Let's worship the Prince of Peace the peace, the God of peace, Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace.
his place. Hallelujah. He's the only living God, the God of peace. Hallelujah. The mighty warrior, the God that is strong in battle. Hallelujah. We bless your name, God. We bless your name, God. Father, we bless your name. Yes, we do. So we say hallelujah to you, God. My beloved is the Amongst thousands and thousands, my beloved is the most beautiful amongst thousands and thousands, my beloved. Greatness, my 